everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about having different buckets of money. Wait, so we're supposed to keep our money in buckets, Ryan? Exactly. <laughs> like Scrooge McDuck. I'm kidding. <laughs> so we, Alex and I have this conversation with, with every single client that we work with. And what we mean by buckets, we're not talking about, you know, some people will go negative with that conversation saying, well, I'm trying to get one bucket. Like, how am I going to have multiple? So they, they kind of go negative because they're they're thinking literally like a Scrooge McDuck type of thing of swimming in money. And, and that's not what we're talking about here. Well, what we're talking about here is just flexibility. And let me just paint the picture here, right? As we're working with naturopaths, many of you have a practice or maybe you're working for a practice, but you still really have about really two buckets of money. You've got your checking and savings account, which is what Alex and I would call the short-term bucket. And some of you have either the long-term bucket could be maybe the business or most often right now, it might be like a retirement account, like an IRA, 401k, or some version of that. Correct. And not that that's a bad thing, right? You've got two buckets that you're filling. That's awesome, right? We need a short-term bucket for that emergency reserve type of situation. We don't expect a lot of growth in that bucket from a rate of return. And even if you did, most people don't realize that that bucket is actually taxable. Like if you had a million dollars sitting in that bucket and you got a 2% rate of return, you'd be surprised by the tax bill at the end of the year. Yeah. Then you've got that long-term bucket, right, Alex? So that long-term bucket, this is money that is for retirement, typically. This is money that you don't plan on touching until you no longer either want to, to work or have to work. And your practice fills, falls into this bucket, right? Exactly. And so this is money that you don't plan on touching. Typically, there's some tax efficiencies in this style of bucket. You do expect a rate of return. So you, you tend to be a little bit more aggressive with this bucket. But you don't have liquidity. Like you're not going to sell your practice. You're not going to cash out your retirement uh, plan, or at least you probably shouldn't. So let's just think about this. You know, imagine being 35, 40 years old naturopathic doctor who has these two buckets of money. What could happen between today and 20, 30 years from now that you might want access to some of that money? And I'm talking about opportunities, not, not, not what happened like negative. I'm just talking about opportunities that fall in your lap or you create, right? Right? Expand, expand the practice by commercial building, buy a rental, buy a vacation home, bring on a partner, add new services to the practice, open a new location. That's just off the top of my head, right? So we know that this opportunity is going to be there. Some opportunity will be there in some way, shape or form, both on the business and personal. So what Alex and I always talk about have having is a midterm bucket. And this midterm bucket, if we were to design this, when we, when we ask the questions, okay, so you've got these tax efficiencies in the long-term bucket with this access, this opportunity at the rate of return, but it's not very liquid, meaning you don't have a lot of access to that money. And then in the short-term bucket, you've got plenty of access, but you don't really expect any kind of rate of return and it's taxable. So if you were to create this midterm bucket, what type of characteristics would you want this bucket to have? 
And most of the time people are thinking, well, I don't know when I'm going to touch this money. So I do kind of want some tax efficiencies there. I do kind of want a rate of return on my money because I don't know when I'm going to touch this. I don't want it to be stagnant. But at the same time, I'm willing to accept less rate of return to make it more stable because I don't know when I'm going to touch it. Like literally verbatim, these are what we hear when we explain the buckets this way. And they're like, oh, that makes complete sense. I should start a midterm bucket. And then the next question out of their mouth is, okay, what would that look like? (laughs) Right. And there's really two styles or two accounts, if you will, that you could open up that would satisfy those characteristics that we just went through. And having some of both is a good thing. That first style is really just a standard investment account, right? We would call it a brokerage account. It's an investment account. You'd invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, just like you do in your 401k, except it's accessible. It's not labeled a retirement account, which means you can actually access it. And that money, if, if you invest it appropriately, right, you maybe dial back the risk. Maybe you're not as risky with this money. As well as from a taxation standpoint, if you if you if you invested appropriately, you can capitalize on long-term capital gains, which is a much, much lower tax bracket a lot of times than short-term capital gains, which is ordinary income tax rates. Right. It, as with everything, this comes with massive amounts of caveats, right? I mean, so much of it is like sit down with a professional and make sure that you're understanding the tax ramifications, walking through risk tolerance, all of the things that you need to do in terms of like, before you invest in something, make sure that you understand it. hundred percent. The second style of bucket is a permanent life insurance product. Now it's life insurance first, right? It's, it's life insurance that provides a death benefit. And there's ways to utilize that in retirement, which we've done episodes on. So make sure you, you go back and listen to those. But that permanent life insurance product can have cash value and the cash value is accessible. So that's another bucket of money that you might be able to access for opportunities. So now you've got, I mean, if you, if you have both of those style of accounts, think about it now, you've got now four buckets, a short-term, two midterm buckets and a long-term bucket. Right. And now you can pick and choose where you want to pull funds from. Uh, understand that not all permanent life insurance is the same. Um, so like there's typically about three different versions of permanent life insurance. We're not going to go into those today. Um, you know, we, we might cover that in the future. I think we've covered it a little bit in the past. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where, uh, un- again, understand what you're investing in and how it works because the three different structures work dramatically different from each other. And having this midterm bucket, right? I don't know how many people we've spoken to. And we, if we asked them how they bought the first house, they said, oh, I actually used some of my, my money for my IRA to buy my first house, right? So wait a minute, you put that money into a retirement account, which was for your retirement. And then you took it out to buy a house, which is fine. I'm not saying that's a bad decision necessarily, except that one instance is a prime example while we're bringing up the midterm bucket to begin with is if you know you're going to buy a house, maybe have a different structure so you can have flexibility in whatever it is you're building. Yeah. And when like there are countless people that we talked to, like after the 08 downturn, where because of how they had their money structured, they were delaying 
things like purchasing a house, even though that was an opportune time to purchase because they didn't have liquidity. They didn't have cash. They didn't have, they didn't have the ability to create a down payment. And so, you know, using something like this short-term, mid-term, long-term strategy, you're going to wind up with much more liquidity and much more stability in the assets that could potentially be used short-term. We've spoken at nauseum around liquidity, having access to funds. Go check out that episode. This is a prime example of it. When you have liquidity, those retirement accounts, those long-term funds that you don't ever want to touch, most likely you won't have, like the chance of you not touching them if you have this type of strategy in place becomes a lot higher, which means now that that return compounds even further. Can we just hit pause for a brief second? I love the fact that I've rubbed off on you enough that you use the term ad nauseum. (laughs) (laughs) And just so we're clear, when we go back to edit this, I'm going to strike that. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) So look, the, the purpose of today's episode is creating flexibility, which is, I think, what we all want. Flexibility or even use the word choice. We want choices. Absolutely. The more choices that we have, the better decisions that we're going to be able to make. And and so having that choice and flexibility becomes key for for any financial plan. Uh, I mean, just like any other aspect of our lives, whether it's our diet, whether it's our our workout routine, whether it's our any of these other things, we have to have balance. And and that doesn't mean equal parts of everything. It, It means appropriate parts of everything. I think that takes us to the question of the day, Mr. Collins. Yeah, our question today is what flexibility do you have with your finances? So head over to holistic-finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question of the day. If any of this has resonated with you and had some aha moments, make sure that you share this episode with people, right? Because if you had that aha moment, I'm guessing other people might as well. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to help naturopathic doctors thrive so you can help your patients. As always, we hope this episode was valuable. And Alex, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian and subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Permanent life insurance consists of two types, whole life and universal life. Cash value grows in a participating whole life policy through dividends, which are declared annually by the company's board of directors and are not guaranteed. Cash value grows in a universal life policy through credited interest and decreased insurance costs. The cash value of both policy types benefits when the policyholder pays an amount above the required minimum premium. 
Some whole life policies do not have cash values in the first two years of the policy and don't pay a dividend until the policy's third year. Talk to your financial representative and refer to your individual whole life policy illustration for more information. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow AR Insurance License number 1531912. CA Insurance License number 0K24924. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License number 7264699. CA Insurance License number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2021 128 939 expiration october 2023